0: All right. Well, I'm just going to wear these big ass headset. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I can't hear anything. I wanted to come in all like fast and furious, like we're ready to go. Nothing's
1: but, going as uh, planned tonight.
0: Yeah, tonight's uh, tonight's a weird night, and uh, well, I just uh, I don't even know where to start. I, I my wife will be grateful, but I'm at a loss for words. Uh, she'll she's going to be grateful for that part, uh, but. <laughs> Big big news tonight. Primetime live just happened. I hope you all just watched it. We've just watched it. There's a lot to talk about. So we're gonna jump right into it. What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horde, and this is This is the NWA. It's the podcast celebrating the past, present, future history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. We're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance tonight. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the past, present, and future of the women's championship, the Burke. Which God bless you, Todd Kindley. We heard you. You helped. You helped push that along tonight, and now it is becoming official. This thing is the Burke, and uh, so we can't thank you enough for that. So just getting that out of the way uh, right now. Uh, but I am not alone as we talk about United Wrestling Network's primetime Live the latest episode we're coming to you in the after show thank you everybody by the way there's so many of you you're here in the chat and we are so grateful for you uh appreciate you make sure you hit like make sure you hit subscribe if you're new uh we're gonna get into this thing but i i have to introduce my co-host who always joined me uh from his studio apartment in los angeles california it's will martin hey will
1: (laughs) yeah uh not not accurate, but uh, yeah, I'm here.
0: Um, and uh, coming to us live from the graveyards of Tijuana, Mexico, <laughs> where he is paying homage right now and mourning. Uh, Doctor Rob Stinson, hey hey Rob, how you feeling over there, buddy?
2: Oh, it's, it's been a rough night, guys. And uh, but uh, you know, I'm here with the fam and uh, wouldn't miss it. And uh, yeah, I am in the graveyards of Tijuana uh, right now, and uh, I am in mourning.
0: Oh, it's a. Uh, it's, I, mean, I don't know how we even attempt to talk about anything else right now up top at the beginning of this show, other than the fact that there is a brand new NWA women's champion, the hottest female act, nay, the hottest wrestling act possibly in the world. Thunder Rosa, who has been NWA women's championship, the, the, The older of the Burke for so long, like 200 and almost 300 days, right, Rob? It was something like that. And uh, and then tonight, in her second contest with Serena Deeb, uh, who who proved to be no slouch, proved it last time, but definitely this time, uh, it just wasn't enough. Serena Deeb came out on top and pinned. La Mera, one, two, three, center of the ring. We've got a new champion, uh, Serena Deeb. Now holds the Burke, and uh, she she is part of the tradition that is the National Wrestling Alliance. I I just I, I if I sound like I'm a little lost, it's just because I don't I don't know. I I just did not see this coming. This just blew my freaking mind. How, how did you guys? How did you guys feel?
1: um yeah i uh and i'm still still kind of speechless i'll try to to piece together i mean you know we've seen in just the past several months like some incredible matches from thunder rosa and so honestly i mean there was not a moment until the very end that i thought she was not gonna come out retaining the championship and um I mean, it it was a swerve for me, man, total shock. Um, You know, how I feel about it is going to be TBD for now because, I mean, I I did appreciate uh, Serena Deeb's um, speech after the match honoring the legacy and tradition, and, um, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. Obviously, there's a number of ways it can go, and, you know, listen, as as much as we love Thunder Rosa, and I agree that she's – probably the the best at least most exciting uh wrestler that i've watched you know in the last year um you know it could be good for storylines so we don't know i i'm I'm a little cautious and reserve in judgment i'm not gonna you know try to freak out about it um but uh you know we'll see what happens It, it was a total shock though for me
2: man i have uh I am. Can, can you hear me, Gary? Okay.
1: We can't hear you. But go ahead, Gary. Go ahead, Rob.
0: You, oh, I had you it can muted. Hear me. What is wrong today? I'm just. Okay. I'm all befuddled. It's it's a kerfluffle over here in the studio. I'm so sorry, everybody. Uh Yeah, Rob. I just. I, I feel for you. My heart aches for you, for Brian, for Thunder. Like it just. Yeah. For all of Texas. Well,
2: I, I mean, I I have, uh, um I've got a lot of emotions going through right now, just just like we do. I mean, I remember my brother and I growing up in the 80s, we were big Mike Tyson fans. and I remember the Buster Douglas match, man. I mean, I was uh, just a kid, but I remember I was, I was, it was gut-wrenching. I remember when Flair lost the belt to Dusty in 86, but then I, I reflect and I don't want this to sound like, first of all, let me say this, congratulations to the new world's champion. You are now at the top of your game. You now hold the most prestigious belt in the world. I hope you bring it great credit. I hope you, if you do a fraction of what Thunder Rosa has done, the last 300 days, you will go down as a good champion. Okay? Uh, So let let me say that. You got to give credit where credit's due. Always give credit where credit's due. I think, you know, there's going to be a day, many, many hundreds of days from now, when Nick Aldis is going to wake up, not the champion, but he is the kind of man that's going to look at his, you know, his opponent and say, you won the title on this day. You were the better man and you deserve the respect of being the world's champion. We're talking about the Burke. Now the Burke, which has a lineal, a lineal heritage and pedigree going back to the 1930s. And in my lifetime, there have been a lot of really intriguing women's champions uh, there have been only a couple of champions that I would consider great champions. You got Jazz, obviously. I think Allison K, if her reign was a little longer, she'd be in that boat too because she's such a fierce competitor. But in my lifetime, the greatest women's champion that I've seen has been Thunder Rosa, and she and she did it in spite of the fact that she did not get the opportunity to defend this. Uh, belt in front of major audiences because of the pandemic. She did it in spite of the fact that the world shut down. She found a way to go out there week after week after week and defend this belt on the Destruction Tour against the best female competition in the world. Then I think about the history of world championships and how weird things happen, unexpected things happen. So, I mean, who would have thought that one day a young boy from Georgia named Tommy Wildfire Rich would win the title? Who would have thought that Ronnie Garvin would have put Ric Flair's uh, you know, shoulders to the mat. Who would have thought that you know, Ric Flair would have lost the belt to carry Von Erich? Only to get it what 14 days later. Things happen like that in wrestling. Wrestling is is a gentleman's sport. It's a it's a sport in which on any given day, if you're at the top of your game, anybody can beat anybody. That's the bottom line. And so now we're faced with the reality that it just so happens to be that the greatest women's wrestler in the world. Thunder Rosa got beaten tonight. Tonight, Serena D was a little bit better, but you know, I mean, Ric Flair would won it sixteen times? Harley Race won it eight, 9, 10 times, something like that, depending on which titles you count. You know, the Moolah won it so many times. The Burke, you know, uh, 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 Mildred Burke won it so many times. We all got to know that this is just a minor setback for Thunder Rosa. You know, I mean, I, I, I I'm sad uh, because I, I was really hoping that we would get to a point where Thunder Rosa was building up those say seven, eight, nine, 10, 1100 day title reigns and stuff like, like we did in days of old. Um, I'm excited because anytime there's a, a, a world's championship transition, it's a really important thing. And, and it's especially important if it's this belt, this is the belt that matters. Uh, I'm really interested to hear from Thunder Rosa. I don't, you know, um, uh, I want to hear what she says and her response. I know it's going to be very respectful and congratulatory because this is an athlete who understands the the risk that you take anytime you step in the ring against the top. And we said it last time when she wrestled Serena Deeb in AEW, we all acknowledge Serena Deeb is a world-class champion. You put any of these women in the ring at any given time and Serena Deeb can win against anybody, whether it's Thunder Rosa, Hikaru Bailey, whoever, I don't care. We're talking about the best of the best. And it just so happens tonight that we have a new queen on the throne. Uh, the queen is Serena Deeb and uh, long live the queen.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was watching this match. I was telling Will this before we went live. I was actually saying, Hey, as I was watching it, I was just enjoying how good both women are. Like they're just both phenomenal athletes. And uh, just even from their first match, I knew that already. I mean, Serena D for, for those who don't know, I mean, this is a lady who's, I mean, she's been around for a bit and uh, has battled back from her own demons and her own, through her own trials and tribulations to get back to the place she's in now. So she has quite a story, Uh, but she, you know, she was in a position where she was helping out with WWE, training the next generation of wrestlers, and uh, and then unfortunately due to the pandemic, she was let go, and she ended up being uh, part of AEW. And I, I think it was her actual tryout match, technically, was the match with Thunder Rosa. And afterwards, they of course couldn't have Thunder Rosa, but they made sure to go ahead and sign Serena Deeb ASAP. So this is not any slouch. This is not a nobody. This is a hugely Talented woman who just stepped up and gave it her all, and 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 she earned it tonight. She had to earn it tonight. And and what I was telling Will that I was going to say is, I mean, I was sitting there watching it, and I was almost about to like tweet out or throw it our Discord or something, saying like, "Man, Serena could win tonight. I wouldn't even be mad because, like, God, she's badass." And then it happened, and then I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" I was. I was not ready for this. I was, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's almost like a bad breakup. Like you just, it just uh, it feels rough, man. And I know we've all had our stuff tonight. Rob, Rob's coming from Tijuana because his internet stopped working. I clearly can't get it together in the studio. Everybody is discombobulated except Will, who's always cool, calm, and collected.
1: Yeah, I'm doing all right.
2: <laughs>
0: but i uh, <laughs> say Gary.
2: I want to. I want to. I just want to tell Thunder Rosa, man, from my heart. I mean, like, I'm very sorry that that she lost the belt tonight. I mean, I'm very sad. I really am, like, legitimately sad. <laughs> I'm sad, and uh, and I just want to give her a hug, man, and you know, tell her that the NWA fam loves her, and we still love her, and we're going to, and we we expect her to reclaim this title and to have a a long story tradition. But I also want to say that I'm not going to have a lot of patience for. And I listen, I'm on my phone. I can't see anything in the chat. I know nothing. I can't, unless I've got my glasses on, I can't read the chats that Gary puts up. So I'm just speaking from the heart. But I saw some stuff earlier on my way down here. It's gonna have I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hard time being patient with comments like, you know, putting the belt on an AEW talent or this blah, 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 blah. Because if you're saying that that you you're not really understanding, you're not listening to what we've been saying for months, and that is that that is irrelevant. It does not matter. You have to understand the NWA is trans-promotional. It's meta-promotional. It does not matter if she were New Japan, WWE, whatever. The NWA belt can legitimately be defended and won by any person from any promotion. It's what makes it the greatest because it truly is a world's title. So before you get froggy and decide to throw that junk up, I'm not going to see it anyway, but... That's the kind of junk that's going to piss me off tonight.
0: Well, it's certainly stuff that's popped up. We've, we've seen it, and uh, and I'm with you, Rob. Like, I I think that that's what makes this the Burke and the 10 pounds of gold, uh, all of them, a little more special, is that they could show up anywhere, anytime. Anybody can step in. That's one of the cool parts, even about UWN Primetime Live right now. And them, UWN and the NWA have a show where, I mean, look at who's showing up already. Look who's in the... Title tournament for UWN right now. I mean, it's MLW, it's AEW, it's ROH, it's whoever. Anybody can show up at any point. So I mean, it, it, it is. It's it's a meta promotion, like you're saying. And 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 I can't say it enough that Serena D. I don't care who she works for. She's not a pushover. This is a legitimately no. badass woman. And and I don't know how you'd watch that match tonight and not think that she is very capable of carrying the nwa championship and that promo she cut afterwards was was fantastic and and with a lot of respect for the history that falls on that belt
2: and she called it the burke too didn't she she called it the burke also right
0: well she at least mentioned mildred burke like in the in the promo i guess
2: okay yeah absolutely gary i mean she this is a woman who deserves the belt she deserves it she's earned the right to compete and now, whether she's an AEW talent or not, guess what? Now she's an NWA talent. She's got the belt. She's got the only belt that matters—the Burke.
0: Yeah, she's on top of the world right this second. And uh, and uh, Rob, you, I mean, you mentioned Thunder being classy and respectful. I mean, they did shake hands at the end of this matchup, and Thunder was very classy about the loss. And uh, I mean, look, that was that was just the second match. There, you don't. Just like Cody and Aldous, there's gotta be a number three somewhere in here. There's gotta be a rubber match for this one. You, you gotta see it. And uh, so I can't wait. So uh this is this is all part of the future of wrestling, man. This is this is things are opening up, the, the walls are coming down. Like it, people are gonna be able to show up. You never know who you're gonna see. We may get God bless him, Hammerstone versus Nick Aldous one day. Meet Mountain. Oh, come on versus the national treasure. I mean, I'm just, we can only dream. And I do. Um,
2: <laughs> anyway, the sausage, the sausage saying himself. <laughs> the sausage saint.
0: I'm going to pitch that to him. He should definitely take it. Take that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's run down the deal. Let's just start from the beginning. Let's get through this thing and let's talk about that we can throw to the chat and talk to you folks and uh, see what you all thought about it. I'm seeing it in the chat. Thank you, everybody who's <laughs> joining us from Facebook. Nicholas uh, McGee, I see you there. Uh, I see our friends on Twitter and uh, YouTube with Front Row Jedi Warrior, says 79 some of these new people, it seems like. So make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already and uh, hit that like button and the bell too while you're just pushing buttons and uh, let you know uh, when we go live just like this. So it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, all right. So this show uh, started off with uh, our standard green screen promos like normal and uh, straight into our very first matchup. It was Kevin Martinson versus Ray Rosas for the Hollywood Heritage Championship. Um, this was a good opener. Um, it was Ray Rosas debut on primetime live. I I was thinking during this match. I was thinking, how does he feel that he just took the top title in UWN and then they introduced the world title? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, Martinson, the the story of the match here was Martinson gets that back worked over. He goes for like a huge dive over the top (laughs) rope and lands flat back on the ramp, just ridiculous. And uh, and at one point, Ray Roses rips his freaking beard off like I mean, you saw that right Will? like uh, the did you feel that pain like mm-hmm. there were just, like chunks of beard hanging down uh,
1: yeah listen i I've got a two year old so i'm used to, like that happens to me like every other day, so i was i was I was feeling that.
0: Yeah, that was uh, painful. Good God. But uh, luckily, I mean, the, I mean, not luckily. I mean, not luckily for Martinson. Uh, Ray Rosas works that back enough that he ends up uh, finishing off Martinson and uh, getting the one, two, three clean. And uh, Ray Rosas retains his Hollywood Heritage Championship. He's also the Arizona State Championship. So, uh, so anyway, uh, any thoughts on that, Will, that you wanted to throw in there?
1: Oh, I thought it was a great opener. Um, you know, I love good uh, – good ring work like that where, you know, his back was getting worked over. It became a factor all throughout the match ended up being a factor in the finish. Um, you know, just really good, solid, uh, the best way I can describe it is just, you know, a good classic wrestling match, which is what we all tune in to see. So it was a great, uh, great way to kick off the show.
0: Totally agree. And, uh, so next up we're introduced to Todd Kinley, James Kincaid and Blake Troop, uh, Hanging out at the commentary booth, but they're joined by Aaron Stevens, the shooter. Uh, He brings his chair. He's a little disappointed at first because he brought a chair and didn't realize everybody else was up on stools. So that was the first bummer for him, I think. Uh, Very, uh, (laughs) very outspoken, Aaron Stevens. He uh, just gets on the mics and is just talking about how he was screwed over. Uh, He hasn't heard from the NWA. He doesn't know what their problem is. They're ignoring him. And, uh, he, you know, Trevor stole that title from him, the third degree national title. Um, but he's been thinking about things and, uh, he was tired of being robbed and he's going to work his tail off and he guarantees he's getting question mark back in the United States of America ASAP within the next few weeks, he's getting past customs and everything else. And, uh, by this time. You know, they're like, hey, man, we're live. You got to get out of here. The stage manager comes up, tries to escort Stevens out, like grabs him around the waist, is trying to pull him. Stevens seems like he's going, but he grabs the chair he brought out and wallops the stage manager with the chair. And uh, I mean, I got to be honest, you know, it was kind of a cool scene. The uh, stage manager laid out. Stevens gets down in the uh, Fabio pose or something laying next to him. Says, uh, what? What did he say? Will sometimes I paint in poetry or something? And
1: yeah, he said, he said something to the effect of, uh, "I'm an artist, and sometimes I paint with humor, and sometimes with blood." Something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what it was. It was beautiful. that yeah, was. Uh, good. And he says, and
0: now what he's going to do is the NWA is ignoring him, so he's just going to bring the question mark back in, and he wants to put uh, James Storm and Eli Drake on notice that he's just going to go take those tag team titles with the question mark and so the challenge is issued and uh we have now our fourth nwa title match uh presumably scheduled I, I can't imagine james storm and eli Drake back down from a challenge so uh that is on the horizon and i wow i don't know i mean in the prime time la- era the primetime live era of nwa uh nobody's hanging on to those titles, it looks like. I mean, Thunder got through one, but other than that, Nick Aldis is the only champion that is still the champion so far uh, that's competed on the show. Uh, We've seen Zicky Dice drop the TV title to the uh, Pope and uh, the national title going over to Trevor Murdoch. So uh, what are are you guys feeling? Like, Rob, Rob, if the question mark comes back and he joins Aaron Stevens... What happens to Eli Drake and James Storm? Can can they overcome the Mongrovian mountain? That's no, nice. they can't,
2: uh, is the answer. They can't do that. And and don't get me wrong, like no disrespect to Eli Drake or, or James Storm. I just man, I was just hanging out with James Storm just a couple days ago, you know. I mean, I seen the guy, I seen the intensity. Yeah. He still got it. We sat there and watched him wrestle back in Impact I back. Celebrities years ago, What's
0: that? I said, if you meet some celebrities, make sure you name drop them.
2: <laughs> man, I've be meeting celebrities all the time, man. Shoot, I uh, heck, man, I had a uh, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even mention May Valentine, <laughs> unless you want me to. But uh, <laughs> uh but uh, uh, yeah, man, I uh, gosh, man, I mean, on an otherwise very heart a night full of heartache for me the The prospect of the the question mark coming back, man, is like that's the silver lining. <clears throat> I love Aaron Stevens. You know, I think, uh, you know, WWE Front Row and I got to be on a Patreon chat with him um, a week ago, I think it was, and and he even said that very line: some artists paint with uh, paint, some <laughs> I guess others paint with blood, you know. And uh, <laughs> Good one. Uh, so I, I would love it. and I think ob- obviously. Anytime Aaron Stevens is in the equation, he's instantly a legitimate title threat. Um, you're looking at James Storm, uh, who is one of the most prolific tag team wrestlers of all time. I think he is one of the co-holders of the all-time NWA. I can, My facts might be wrong here. Maybe if James Lawrence is in the chat, he can correct me. But I think James Lawrence has held more NWA tag team championships than anybody else with various different partners, even more so than the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, and he and Eli Drake are... Man, they're a crazy, 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 powerful force. But, you know, they've not been wrestling together for a while. They don't have that that uh, Mongrovian karate pedigree. And obviously, Aaron Stevens is very, very, very hungry right now. Very hungry.
0: Uh So this Rob, is I know you be, can't this see this. So I just, I, I just like to mention to you yeah. that front row made an interesting observation about how you're uh, bragging about hanging out with May Valentine. And now you're literally just out in the cold.
2: <laughs> purely purely hey me sleeping on the couch tonight has nothing to do with may valentine well at least not not entirely
1: <laughs> there's also <laughs> rachel the rose that's thing. still happening hey,
2: i'll tell you this i'll tell you this a gentleman never kisses and tails <laughs> us leave it at that
1: <laughs>
0: rob you're gonna ruin may valentine ever coming back on the show i feel it <laughs> uh but but you and, know uh, while you were saying this, it's an interesting fact. Like, uh, as you were talking, it, it hit me too that you know, James Storm's another proper example of exactly what you were talking about before with Serena Deev and, and that sort of thing. I mean, here's a guy who set his contracts up, he's bouncing around. He just showed up on Bound for Glory. Uh, the guy is all over the place, he could show up anywhere at any time. He was at your local uh promotion there, and uh, and then yet again, he is still the NWA what half of the NWA tag team champions. And until we hear otherwise, that is still the case. So it doesn't matter That's if he right. signs with impact or whoever, uh, this guy still has an NWA title. Um, so another example of that, I guess. Uh, speaking of tag teams though, by the way, uh, real money bros, big money clutch and R Shug took on the bodega Popo and our boy, Danny limelight. And this is, this was a fantastic match. This was an excellent tag team match. I had a blast watching this one. These guys were all over the place, and uh, just uh, Danny Limelight was definitely the most undersized, I would say, out of these guys because these looks like some bruisers in there. And uh, but damn, he looks good, man. Fly like just, just some of his moves, like he, I don't know. It was just a great match, and uh, of course, our boy Danny gets the uh, pin at the end there, and uh, the one, two, three. And uh, the Bodega gets a victory here. And I think some much needed momentum uh, that they they really could have used. They, they've, they've taken a couple of L's on Primetime Live. So it was nice to see them pick up the W for once. Will, what do you uh, think about this as our resident tag team fanatic?
1: Oh, mm-hmm. man. This was a, a fantastic tag team match. Um, you know, both these teams are are so in sync uh, with their partners, they also seemed to in sync with each other in, in the, in the, uh, the cadence of this match and the rhythm of it. And, um, it, it was just very compelling to watch start to finish. And, um, you know, I love that, that, uh, limelight got the pin. I thought, man, he did some, some just out of this world stuff with, uh, you know, he, he did the meteora off the ropes where he kind of did the tight rope walk and then, springboarded off and that that was super cool. Um, But I also like how they mentioned when he was coming out, he kind of stopped and eyed that UWN championship belt sitting there. He kind of did a double take. Uh, They had it positioned right there on the stage. And I like that commentary pointed that out. I mean, we talked to him a couple, couple of weeks ago on this show and uh, he, he made it, you know, no bones about it that, you know, he wants to be in that equation. Um, He's not in the tournament, uh, but he's definitely already got his sights set on it. So that was a cool, uh, you know, I, I just like that little little touch they did there. Um, but yeah, the match was great. Um, I mean, Real Money Brothers are man, they're they're ferocious, they're tough, um, and I mean, you know, as I said, just the cadence and and the fast pace um, parts of this match were just super compelling, and and I, I loved it as a tag team guy. Man, I, I
2: just, I'm going to tell you right now, first of all, let me say that uh, I would just love for Will just to do a podcast, not a video, just a podcast where he just talks and says words like cadence and rhythm. <laughs> and the, the, Will, Will, Will's Will got the most soothing, relaxing, charming voice of all. I'm sitting here just, I fall in love with Will over and over again every day, <laughs> twice a week even. <laughs> you know,
1: I love You're know, such a flirt. Um, you talk to me Valentine time that way?
2: <laughs> hey man, a gentleman that kiss and tell, I'm going to tell you, and, and I will tell you, I mean, some callers, she may even call it. today. Me, it was just, for me, it was just, you know, it was just work, you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> you know, y- y'all call it what you want, you know, but, uh, um, I so much I work escorting Mae
1: Valentine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know, I mean, I, you know me, I'm here, I'm here tonight. <laughs> I'm here out here in the on parking lot just because I love you guys. You know, I, I did not get to see this match. Uh. Uh, so the, the the only insight I'm going to be able to provide is contextual. I love how you mentioned commentary, and they're always providing context and insight. And I just wanted to point out, if I'm allowed to say the letters AEW uh, on here, that Danny Limelight has performed tonight on both AEW and UWN primetime on the same night. This is a, going to be a breakout star. He's won that we called it, we said he's going to be a big deal, and he is a big deal, and he has every right to look at that belt and think that he should be in the equation.
1: Let me let me say this because uh, there was a little part that I missed. Did they make a Rick Rude reference during that match?
0: I'm trying to recall. Like, you saying that, it sparked something. Uh, like, I, so, it, it feels right.
1: So, I mentioned my two-year-old a few minutes ago. He was having trouble going to sleep. So, I stepped away towards the beginning of that match for just, like, 45 seconds to go uh help him and i remember hearing them talk about rick rude and that to me would be a reference to when rick rude was on two shows in one night if y'all remember that
0: yeah right right um,
1: so that would very be another very another tip of the hat to commentary for uh for making that reference so that just very came, good uh, i
2: didn't even wow holy cow will you just gave me dango chills man <laughs>
1: Man, I'm killing oh, it
0: tonight. This is great. Like is that, that are you baby. sure that's like not you that. just need to turn on the heat in your car? Yeah. <laughs> nah,
2: man. He talking about you bringing a Rick Rude, pulling a Lex Luger out.
0: <laughs> Will's out. gonna make you record oh, like Mike. a book on tape for him, or or, or I mean, Rob's gonna have you record like an audio book for him so he can like go to sleep at night, listen to the sultry, the dulcet tolds of Will Martin. I'm gonna be
1: comfortable with that.
2: <laughs> I just want to change my ringtone to Will Martin and be like, good morning. Good morning, Dr. Rob. Today is the 739th day of the reign of Nick Albus. <laughs> keep, keep a good rhythm and cadence. Keep a good rhythm and cadence all day. And people like you. <laughs> or <something> like that. <laughs> well,
1: I don't know if I could say all that with in good faith, but yeah. Oh,
0: man. Um, so uh, ne- next up. The uh, we got a nice little uh, like a pirate promo, uh, not not uh, the pirate promo that Aaron Stevens, not a uh, tropical uh, pirates or whatever it was. It was uh, Redbeard is arriving on November third, twenty twenty. I all I put you know I, it was like a Viking or pirate thing. All I wrote in my notes was Redbeard arrives November third. Nice package. So just <laughs> mm. uh, you said that. Yeah, so interesting. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe that was uh, an interesting way for me to write those notes. Uh, speaking of Dirty Daddy shows up in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Dickinson's there. And uh, he basically just gives a brief interview saying uh, he thinks this asking and he shall receive, this is what he's been waiting for this whole time. He's been begging for some kind of competition, and now they're delivering. He's in this tournament, and now he's got people like Redbeard. He's got people like Davy Boy Smith Jr., Mike Bennett, Fred Rosser, Carl Fredrick's all coming in, and uh, he says, that's great, but just keep in mind, you're walking into my house, so take your mm-hmm. shoes off, say your respects, or I'll kick your ass right back out the door you walked in. And, uh, and then basically he's like, because when you're here, I am the apex predator. I am the great white shark. And, uh, there you go. So basically dirty, dirty daddy laying it down for the uh, competition in the tournament. Well, what, what, what's, what's on your mind over there? I see you. is it well, the apex well, predator comment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> apex predator. That's a pretty obvious, uh, a jab. Yeah. Hmm. No, I like this. I like that. um, I like that he has assumed the ownership that we've kind of already attributed to him as being, uh, you know, the guy in UWN primetime live. I mean, he was kind of their first announced talent that they signed. He's been on pretty much every episode. I think the one that he wasn't on, I think he still had a promo or they showed a clip. He was still visually he was on the show. Um, so I mean he's definitely been the tie that has has brought all this together. And um so I like that he's owning that. He's stepping into that. Uh, you know, this is my house. I love the line about take your shoes off. I don't for some reason that was just that that was just so descriptive to me of like, you know, when you go into someone's house, you take shoes off, yeah, it's a sign of respect. And um, so I thought that was a cool line and um and yeah, it was cool how he framed all that and uh obviously we'll get into the match with him and peter avalon but uh he's definitely continuing to establish himself as that uh, you know the dirty daddy the, the scary guy that is here to to beat everyone's ass so
2: it we all know that uh, he took moxley to the limit at blood sport i'm curious is does he give any one of you two or anyone in the chat like he does to me, does he give any one of you guys like Moxley vibes? Like, like he's coming in as that, um, I remember when Moxley entered AEW and, you know, sort of the renegade, he was out for blood. He was out to show himself as the apex predator and this and that. It seems almost like there's a, there's a similar vibe there.
0: There really is. Yeah. There, there really is. Like when you look at them and there and there's like a, uh, culture about them that, um, you know, when I, when I watch Moxley on AEW right now, there's like this cool side of him too, that I like that no matter how like stone cold was one thing, but it's like, there's the air, air of stone cold, but there's also this like pride in being a professional wrestler. And there's this like lust for competition and just, yeah. uh, they both, they both carry themselves like that. Like they want to have a wrestling match. They want to, I don't know. It's a little bit different. Like there's like a respect for the ring. Not not saying that Steve Austin didn't respect it, but I I think you get what I mean. He just uh, and and I what I I think I've said this before, but like Chris Dickinson, I didn't know what to expect with that guy. I mean, he wore the backwards cap and the tank top that he had on. He's calling himself the dirty daddy. I I was expecting like some Jersey Shore reject or something like that. Like I think that's what I thought he was going to be, but now. Like he slowly like just evolved into this like very serious legit fighter, and like he he's the real deal. And especially seeing him at Bloodsport, just like even the bows that he took, and you're like, no, this is a highly trained, highly qualified competitor, and uh, I, I totally respect him. Yeah, even though he's walking around calling himself the dirty daddy and the filthy father, there's like a, He's very serious when he steps through the ropes.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think just, you know, coming in and uh, you said it really well, Gary, you know, when you talk about a guy like Stone Cold, he would just come in and and wreak havoc. There's almost like a controlled chaos when you talk about Moxley and Chris Dickinson, where you're right. I mean, there is they want to. They want to take care of things in the ring. He's not coming in and like wrecking the set and beating people up backstage and, and that kind of stuff. He's wanting in ring competition and he's going after it and he's ruthless about it. Um, so yeah, it's definitely definitely the same kind of vibes. And I'll say, you know, their their collision that they had at Bloodsport, um, Moxley and Chris Dickinson. You know, to me, it really solidified him seeing him in that setting and seeing him, uh, you know, take the AEW world champion to the limit um, was just, you know, further proof to me that he is someone to be reckoned with. Um, and, you know, I made my prediction that he's going to he's going to win the tournament. Um obviously, we'll talk about that match, and it was a little bit in question uh, tonight. But um, I still I still stand behind that prediction, and I think he's the prime candidate to do it. Yeah. Not so
2: fast there, Will. Not so fast.
1: Uh, <laughs> but you, you can't not so fast. You not so fasted me last week. You can't do that again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think, you know, again, everything everything I agree – you said I agree with up to a point. He, uh, um, he obviously – there's certainly – you know, the Attitude Era was about, like, dismissing. It was about, it was like respect became disrespect. You know what I mean? Disrespect was the new respect. It became respectful to to defy the gentleman's rules and the convention that, that we know to make up what is the greatest sport of all time, pro wrestling. Moxley's not like that because Moxley really truly, uh, excuse me, Moxley too, but uh, Dickinson really truly does respect the sport. He really does. I mean, you can see it, like like Gary was saying at Bloodsport, showing the reverence and taking the bows in the ring and showing deference to the opponent. And no matter what a man says in the promo, that he's got a job to do. He's got a job to intimidate and put himself over. But when he gets in the ring, we've said it before, Dickinson observes the gentleman's rules. He observes the parameters of the squared circle. He does not cheat. He wants to win. He wants to win by the book and show everybody that he can win under these circumstances, under, under, under on equal terms. And so, uh, but, but will, will he win this championship? And the answer to that is no, he will not win the championship. He will come close, but the man who's going to win this championship is Mike Bennett.
0: All right. Well, uh, we'll jump into that in just one second, because we'll have to get into the co-main event because for some reason, well, we'll talk about it in a minute, because I don't know why Serena D versus Thunder Rosa wasn't the main event of the show, but Uh, That aside, uh, breaking news, since we've already a little bit talked about Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. uh, Shout out to our boy Front Row, who uh, always helps us out and uh, produces and uh, is a moderator in the chat. He just jumped in with some uh, deep info here. Tony Khan just tweeting out that Serena Deeb will be defending the NWA Women's Championship tomorrow night on AEW against Layla Hirsch. So uh, Already... Just right back at it, a fighting champion, Serena Deep. Go ahead and putting the belt on the line against someone. So that was quick. <laughs> Rob shaking your head over there. You just like, bittersweet, isn't it, Rob?
2: No, I mean it's cool. I, I love seeing the 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 greatest belt in the world being defended on the grandest stages with and getting the most exposure, but I just feel like, gosh, man. Thunder Rosa should get a rematch. She should get the first crack at it. You know, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. She 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 earns the right to have an off night from time to time, and when that happens, she should be able to redeem it with a rematch. So, you well, know, Serena- maybe
0: what happened, Rob? Maybe what happened is Serena Deeb was already facing Layla Hirsch, and she yeah. decided that as the NWA Women's Championship, the only honorable thing to do is I need to put the title on the line when I'm in the ring.
2: Well, I can respect that. I do. I just, you know, it's like, to me, gosh, I don't want this belt to take a number of detours and, and away from Thunder Rosa. I want it to be back. You know, I want to see it. Ne- I want to see it next Saturday or next Friday night at, uh, at, uh, Mission Pro.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean, man. That's the, that's one of the things that disappointed me. Mission Pro had a lot of stuff, uh, get upended tonight. It was kind of crazy. Um, we saw uh red velvet and, uh, Alex Gracia are not going to be a part of the show. Uh, I was concerned about our discord. I was supposed to have an interview with red velvet tomorrow, but that has been uh, canceled or postponed for now. So hopefully everything's okay on her end. And, uh, but anyway, so right now you can go to Twitter and vote on a poll mission pro threw up that somebody out of that fatal four way between, uh, Rhett, uh, it was Rachel or Rochelle Riveter, uh, Heidi Howitzer, the Insidious One, and Vanity. You can vote for who you think should get an entry into the title tournament that's going on right now. Um, They'll move somebody from the four-way into that. Uh, So next up, I mean, we covered this pretty in-depth. Serena D versus Thunder Rosa, NWA Women's Championship. What I was going to say just was I was just disappointed that this wasn't the main event. I mean, I was disappointed at the beginning of this match this wasn't the main event. I was like, how is this... The NWA Women's Championship, the Burke, it's not being defended as the main event. That aside, uh, I don't know if we have anything extra we want to add here. I just uh, would like, again, to give a shout out to Todd Kinley because NWA fam, hashtag NWA fam, we made this happen. This is a thing now. I think it, it really felt official tonight that the Burke is the Burke. That's the name of that title. That's the nickname for that title, just like Sweet Charlotte and the 10 Pounds of Gold. Uh, the Burke has, uh, I feel like it's been officially ordained. It's been said on a pay-per-view. So uh, very cool. I thought
2: definitely shout out to Todd, man. He, he, he is killing it week after week on commentary. He's become a friend of uh, the podcast. I mean, we've known him for, you know, informally for a long time, but he, he's, he's he's, you know, been very kind to us and we, always want to repay the favor but those those kinds of things those acknowledgements i think just show the kind of professional that he is and he has done a great job uh announcing on primetime live i can't say enough good things about todd man
1: yeah i mean I, i just mentioned chris dickinson being kind of the tie that binds everything but i mean todd's todd's the real tie i mean he's he's been there every week his voice has been the one uh keeping us informed so you know props to you todd we appreciate it um but, yeah, that was really cool to hear him say that. I was kind of like our, our Discord uh, lit up a little bit. We were like, did you hear that? You know, so that, was, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so the uh, next matchup, of course, is Peter Avalon versus Chris Dickinson. And uh, nice to see Peter Avalon show back up. Yet another AEW talent now, uh, the librarian. And uh, I love his interest music, by the way, too. But anyway, he comes out shushing everyone and uh, does his little thing to get his heat. And uh he's uh Avalon, you know, for those that don't know, is a longtime mainstay in David Marquez uh productions and just championship wrestling from Hollywood and Arizona and everywhere, just a United Wrestling Network celebrity. And so it was nice for him to get a chance to come back in here. And uh he takes on Chris Dickinson. I gotta say, uh, well, I thought that. Dickinson was going to make short work of Peter Avalon, and he did not. Like Peter Avalon actually was slick and uh, worked that leg pretty well and had Dickinson reeling for a while there. Uh, and now, I mean, by the end of it, it, it only made Dickinson look even more badass when he delivered like that, uh, what was it, like a bridge suplex with one leg and <laughs> just uh just standing on one leg and one leg even in the air during the bridge, like holding him down. It was just uh pretty impressive. But uh anyway, uh Dickinson does end up getting the win here. One, two, three, beats Peter Avalon and advances as the first person to advance to the second round of the tournament.
1: Yeah, it was um surprising. Uh, you know, again, in context though, you're coming out of just seeing Thunder Rosa lose the NWA Women's World Championship. So, you know, I, I was kind of in a fog during this match a little bit. Still, I understand, buddy, yeah, because we were, you know, obviously our 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 group chat was lighting up and we were all reacting to to the the uh, Thunder Rosa match. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I thought this this would be my one criticism. I think of the night, I, I thought the match was great. I loved. You know, how they tried to play up, uh, you know, Peter Avalon being sneaky and really working that knee. And Chris Dickinson did a great job of selling the knee. Um, I think he's got a week off, so he can probably sell the knee for a couple more weeks, which will be cool um, because he took a beating uh, on that knee. And um, but, you know, I, I get and I'm aware of the history that Peter Avalon has with UWN. Um, but this is one of those things when we talk about authenticity and believability, if you've seen him in any capacity on AEW, the, what we saw tonight was not, there was no congruency. There was no, like, like he was a different person, but he was in the same gimmick. Does that make sense? Like, uh, and so there was just kind of a lack of, of continuity in my mind when I'm looking at that. Cause I'm like, well, I've seen him on AEW you know, for the past year and he does, he has not been that tough, you know, and now suddenly against a guy like Chris Dickinson who took the AEW world champion to the limit. So like now should Peter Avalon like face John Moxley and have a chance, you know what I mean? So th- there was just some like, uh, some, some weird when we talk about that, that authenticity and wrestling and the believability in wrestling and the storylines and how they're executed and things like that. Um, That was a a black mark for me, but looking at the match in a vacuum, I thought it was uh, entertaining. I thought it was, um, it was a, a, a cool journey and yeah, like you mentioned, like I loved uh, Dickinson selling that knee and he, you know, would do a suplex and would go for a pin, but he couldn't get his balance. And commentary again did a great job of pointing out all these little nuances of the way that his his knee was affecting his ability to to get a pinfall. Um, and you know, it, it was a great in ring story. Um, and I, I didn't really have any doubt that Dickinson was gonna win, um, so I wasn't shocked at the outcome. But I was definitely shocked uh, at how the match went.
2: Will, you always make so many good points, man. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, I understand the congruency, all that's true. But we have seen that. Yeah, I'll just
0: go screw days. myself. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you do, too.
1: You do, too. Hey, uh, Gary. Gary too, Gear Bear. You do, too, Gear Bear. <laughs> well, you
2: do, Bear. You're making a really good point, man. And I was thinking the same thing. and then, But then I was thinking, like, you know, one of the things that I like about um, and I've always liked about Marquez is, uh, and and what we're seeing so far in the first two seasons of UW or the first two iterations of UWN, the the, the bundles of the four week uh, months or packets is that we're seeing this menagerie of talent that have always been around and that are great talents. like I'd always heard of Chris Dickinson. I'd never really watched him until UWN. I mean, I wish I had. I'm gonna go back. but I was like I've seen Peter Avalon because of Aew and I've been familiar with him and he's been on NWA before too. With some of the the um, what was the show was it the um, was it seventy that he was on yeah. or was
1: it he was on seventy with Tim? Yeah, 1.
2: yeah, okay. So you know we we we've seen him and I totally get that, but you know one of the things I like is like eight, uh, uh, UWN is has, has proven to be very responsive to the desire of its fan base for prize fight wrestling, and I'll give you two words to prove it: jur this. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we were all critical and then said gentleman gentleman G- <laughs> gentleman jervis five words gentleman <laughs> jervis. <All right. laughs> we we were, we were we were critical of the antics right and we had our exchange with him he was completely awesome to us and we in turn he and he earned our respect what did he do he came back and he showed us hey i'm not just a freaking joke man i'm a real legit and he really did man they came out And the Friendship Farm put out one of the best tag team matches I've seen in a long time. Earned my respect. They got my respect. They got my attention. Same thing. I was thinking the same thing about Avalon. He's not going to stand a chance against Chris Dickinson, the Dirty Daddy, the Filthy Father. Come on, now. You got to clean. You got to take your shoes off. Respect this house, you know. (laughs) Uh, But we're talking about UWN now. Peter Avalon is a legit talent. He has held every belt. He's held that belt you know that heritage title he he has done it and he sh- and what we saw tonight is i think the direction that uwn is trying to steer and that is in the direction of what we preach prize fighting week after week prize fighting and when you got a prize fight chris dickinson hadn't annihilated anybody yet that we've seen he's had great matches but every match has been a hard fought one or hard or hard One fight. Every match has been a hard one fight. And that is just the caliber of talent that we see coming through. My only thought every time I see Chris Dickinson fight is like, dude, I want to see him wrestle Mike Bennett, which we will see. And I want to see him wrestle Nick Aldis. That's what I think every time. But I, you know, I I can't say, I can't provide any insight on this particular match because I haven't seen it yet because I'm in the graveyards. Uh, so quote unquote, uh, front row whatever it take hey take that however you will <laughs> i'm out in the cold but uh i will be seeing it tomorrow because i've got uh, gary's login information
0: rob uh, you <laughs> rob you'll be happy to know the dodgers have officially won the world series as well so that that also happened um... national
2: league boy national league the oldest league does it and brings it home to me as a braves fan I love
0: that. At least the team, your team lost to, you know. I,
2: but my daughter's team won, and it is her birthday today.
0: My
1: Happy birthday Piper. birthday, Piper.
2: And uh, so congratulations to the Dodgers. Well-deserved. We all knew you guys are the best team in baseball this year. Well, slight you, you got a little lucky with the Braves, but you, you, you've been there in the last five years. You earned it, and uh, I can't wait to tell Piper. She's going to lose her mind.
0: Yep. Um, I, I do want to say uh, James H. Jackson Jr. And as we're wrapping this thing up uh, on the the main part and getting into the chat, James H. Jackson Jr. pointing out that he disagrees. Uh, the correct match uh, was the main event. The UWN world title should main event a UWN pay-per-view. I hear what you're saying, and I know you even mean just the fact that it's the tournament match. But for me, this was just a round of the tournament. This wasn't even like the finals or the semifinals. This is the first round of the tournament the NWA Women's Championship should be regarded as the main event. And I think I'm backed up in that point by the yes. fact that I think we we said it, and I'm seeing it in the chat in multiple places and on Twitter, people were talking about they were a little put off, like it was hard to concentrate on the Dickinson-Avalon match after the result of the NWA Women's Championship match. So that should That's let right. you know that should have been the finale. Yeah. Because-
1: I mean, it almost took away from what, the, you know, and, and I know, I know in terms of creative and booking, what they are trying to position it that way. Um, because obviously, it, at the end of the day, it's still a UWN show and they are, and, and this yeah. is not a knock on them. They're doing what they should do. They are positioning themselves. But in terms of, Uh, what happened and how things panned out thunder rosa and serena deep should have absolutely been the main event and the last match of the show Um, because if they were trying to give a spotlight to that match it it almost took away because it happened right after the title change so it just didn't really make sense logically even from that standpoint
0: well i mean if you go look at twitter right now i mean the thing that's highlighting that's trending on Twitter that, that everybody's talking about is this NWA this Championship match. Yeah. That's that's no. the big news item. Right, yeah, right. It it and, and you,
2: it's like the nature of tournaments. One, a first round match is not going to pit your top seed against your second seed. It's going to tip your, your, pit your top seed against a lower seed. And so right. that would never be in the main event anywhere. I don't care if it's WN. But secondly, if you want to make the technical argument that we're talking about UWN, let's be real here. This is an UWN slash NWA show. You look at that poster, Nick Aldis is front and center. Okay. And we're talking about not a potential world title, which the UWN title is not a world title. It's not. You can call it that, but it's not. But we do have a world title already, which is the Burke. And that should be the main event. There's no, there's not even, well, there's not a meritorious argument. There's not a social media. There's not a popular argument. There's not a technical argument against this. That main well, event should have been deep in Thunderosa.
1: Well, even if you're looking at the UWN as as the the main entity, I mean, we did have a, a, a heritage title match that opened the show. So really, that sh- you know, if you were just going to put the UWN current titles, you know, as the tiers, that should have been the main. You know, again, like you're saying, not a first round tournament match, but hands down, I'm just saying all that hypothetically. Hands down, Thunder Rose to Serena, Serena Deep should have been the main event of the night. It did, there was nothing that could even come close to being as big as that, especially given the way that that the outcome went. That's love, the major I break. love
2: this man because I love like we can we can come up in here and just smack each other around, man. I'm smacking you around right now, James Jackson, but I only do it because I love you. You're my brother, and I love the debate. <laughs>
0: well one thing i loved also coming out of this pay-per-view is they made some announcements for next week before i get to that though i I do i i immediately i mean immediately when serena d won the one two three she's the nwa women's championship uh there was already a line and i I love that too we've seen like she's going to be defending it tomorrow night but i i immediately saw a tweet from camille uh saying congrats and dang, I thought I was going to get to take it off Thunder Rosa, but I guess Serena gonna have to get some. I saw uh, Heather Monroe says, "Okay, cool, gimme." And uh, so, like, it was uh, it was interesting, like just ladies stepping up there, ready to to take the burk off of Serena Deeb's hands. So very that, cool.
2: That, that again shows you we're talking about women across the world, established women, and even if they don't have the the experience pedigree like a Heather Monroe. We've got certainly a popular appeal from Camille. The women, all the biggest names in the world have looked to the Burke and guess where it's going to be at tomorrow night on AEW. Guess who else is going to be looking at that Rest, Rest assured. Akarashita is going to be looking at that. Promise you bet.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so next week they did promise us. We will see Heather Monroe in action. She will be back next week and all three of the rest of the uh, other first round matchups, you'll get Fred Rosser versus Carl Fredericks, Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Mike Bennett, and Eric Redbeard makes his debut as he takes on Watts. And of course, the uh, big news, I thought, I mean, as for next week, is the debut of Leo Rush. Uh, which is very cool. Uh, so Leo Rush going to be showing up on UWN Prime Time Live. So that's exciting. Uh, so uh, I, I'm, I'm pumped to tune in next week and see what goes on. Uh, do you guys have anything to add before we uh, jump into the chat here? So, chat, get your stuff ready. We got about 15 minutes to hang out with you guys and just shoot the the, the breeze, so to speak.
1: Uh, no, I'll I'll just say that I am really excited for the the uh, perceived reemergence of the nwa world tag team championships i've been waiting for a long time uh, since since power went on hiatus to uh, just even just hear mention of the belts like i did tonight so that was that was a breath of fresh air for me
2: it's almost like someone over there is listening to us you know We say this, we got to hit boom. Lo and behold, it appears. We say this, hey, maybe we shouldn't do so much uh, chicanery and tomfoolery. They respond with the friendship farm and, and Peter Avalon. We say, look, we've seen all the belts. Maybe it's about time we see the tag belts. Boom, lo and behold, there they are. We decide one day, hey, you know, we should call this belt the Burke. Now everybody's calling it the Burke.
0: Well, uh, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, we we know we've got some, uh, Friends uh, over in the UWN offices that uh, are very supportive of us and we try to be very supportive of them. So we we are grateful for that uh that bond. It's it's very cool to to have that going on. Um front row pointing out Serena did a great post match backstage promo we talking about the legacy of the title and what Thunder Rosa has accompli- accomplished Uh love it. Uh so that's that's cool. Thanks for pointing that out, front row. Will a goblin ever the dissenter? Uh, pointing out that not even Mula and Wendy Richter got the main event. Can I
2: say something to that, man?
0: I I knew you would. That's really why I brought it up.
2: You're absolutely (laughs) right. But do you really want to go back to those times of women wrestling when it was a caricature, when it was a sideshow, when it wasn't taken seriously? Come on, Goblin. This is not those days. We have have progressed, and now women's wrestling is considered on a par. You can't deny it. I'm going to tell you right now, you know, Thunder Rosa has been the hottest draw in wrestling. Period. Everybody popped in. I mean, you're talking about going viral on Twitter after the Sheeta Thunder Rosa match. You know, the first one. This, these are not those times, and we're not talking about you know women being um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, manipulated or being. Uh, we're not talking about those days anymore. It's not the same days. It's not the same equation. We're you're out there, you throw them out there, and I'm I, I'm just going to use this word just for dramatic purposes here. Not because it's the word I use, but you put the women out there with the midgets. You know what I'm saying? You put the women out there with this and that. It's not the same analogy, bro. Come on. You know better than that.
0: Um, I, I would like to point out that uh, we also did get a nice RT from uh, NWA that uh has uh, got some play here. We're talking about, wow, big news on Primetime Live. Uh, Aaron Stevens has said he's bringing the question mark back and they want James Storm and Eli Drake for the NWA Tag Team Championship. Will they accept? And uh, the NWA retweeted that. And uh, Aaron Stevens replied to the uh, tweet saying, wow, NWA has acknowledged my existence on on this planet. Stay tuned, lots more to come. And NWA has replied saying, that's what a professional company does with even a, a less than professional person. (laughs) <laughs> Aaron Stevens Whoa. has given us the thumb, thumbs down to that. So
2: Whoa, easy uh, now. <laughs> I, I'm just
1: glad. I'm just glad that we at This Is the NWA podcast could bridge the gap, bring some reconciliation between Aaron Stevens and the NWA, open back up the lines of communication. I'm just I'm glad that we could play a part in <laughs> that.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, what else is going on in the chat? What else do you guys want to uh talk about before we wrap this thing up Rock said 79 asking how long before Redbeard beat Aldis for the title uh, let,
2: hold on let me stop you right
0: there <laughs> no I'm just kidding it'd be a
2: good it'd be, I'd like to see it man I'd like to see the match no doubt that's a, a good call that's
0: I'd say not in my lifetime that's not gonna happen it's not
2: gonna happen but i like to see the match
0: yeah uh, Rosville <laughs> over here missing the Dawsons I haven't seen them in a long time
2: yeah oh that's Will's wheels, boys, right there.
1: <laughs> <Are they? laughs> I don't
2: know. Tag teams, man. Dawson's.
1: Oh, ta- just, yeah, like, <laughs> okay. So I, so I like tag team wrestling, so now every tag team is like my boys. Okay. Yeah. So, Rob's mine, I guess.
0: Yo, Bill look Schwartz. at the Beverly that's Brothers, those are Will's boys. <laughs> Randy
2: and Bill Schwartz going in. That's Will's boys. Right that's, my there,
1: boys. that's my boys. That's my boys. That's a ta- that's a tag team, right? Oh, those yeah. are my
0: boys. Barry Horowitz and jobber Number Two.
1: <laughs> oh, that's my boys. <laughs> that's my <life. laughs> my boys. Oh, man. Hey, Rob, Rob, I'll I'll lob I'll lob another comment to you. I don't I can't find this in the chat, but somebody was mentioning that the Dodgers have now won two. Shortened season World Series titles in the last 40 years. But I'll just hand that over to you. The last, yeah, man. The last shortened season
2: was 94, right? That had been 94. That had been the years that, that the Braves were certainly going to beat the Expos for the championship. And the very next year, 95, we won it. Which means yep. that next year it comes to us. I love it, Will. You, my man, bro.
0: <laughs> uh let's see here. Uh
2: life is good, bro. Life is good. I'm
1: glad I could <laughs> I'm glad I could bring you some joy.
2: I love that we're sitting here, man. You know, in, in the middle of a global pandemic
0: and we're talking about the two greatest sports in the world, man. There you go. I love it. Paladin Paladin here up, James Storm's going to impact, and now Rose is dropping the belt, probably signing with AEW. What's next?
1: Ooh, Rob, take that one.
0: Y'all, y'all threw it to me?
1: Yeah, we're throwing it's all right. these. Okay, things. this is so just so with pretty mouth.
2: soon. Hashtag NWA fam, bearded trio. This is the NWA pod. This is uh pro wrestling is going to be offering a degree, <laughs> <And> <laughs> where you can go and train at tried and true to be a wrestler, and then earn uh other credentials alongside that, like how to cut a promo, how to build a supercard, how to build a feud. the the essentials of a prize fight and the, the components of a meta promotion. And there's only going to be one chapter in that particular lesson, and that is the National Wrestling Alliance. Listen to me. It's a meta promotion. She might go and sign with AEW. Heck, I would. But she's still going to be NWA because the NWA is a meta promotion. It's not like any other promotion. Listen to me. Listen to me. The NWA belt has always appeared anywhere and everywhere in the 80s during the territory days. By the way, that's what we called it then. We called it territories. It might appear in world class. It might appear in Mid-Atlantic. It might appear in the AWA. It might appear in Georgia Championship Wrestling. It might appear here. It might appear there. Nothing's changed, guys. Thunder Rosa needs to go and get hers and get whatever payout she's got coming because she should be making millions. But she's still going to be a contender for that NWA belt forever. That is what a meta promotion is. So yes, she may do this. James Storm, they're workers. They've got to earn a living. They've got to go out and, and, and get that pay dirt. But they're still going to be in the in the the discussion. You know, this is not to say that you don't have the core that appear on Power Weekly week after week, and then they'll make up the essential roster. But look at even through the Power era of talents that showed up all the time here and there from ODB to Nikita Koloff to Scott Steiner to the Dawsons to the Rock and Roll Express, you know, talents would come and they would go, they'd make their appearance and then they would go off and do other things. Uh, I fully expect Thunder Rosa to be in the NWA for a long, long, long time. I expect James Storm to be a presence in the NWA for a long, long, long time. That does not preclude them from appearing somewhere else except for perhaps the WWE from well, um, there,
1: i mean, and let's let's not i mean, listen, to add to that, Serena Deeb is under contract as an a e w wrestler, and she's the n w a women's champion. so just so saying that that someone would go sign with a e w and then that's it, they're done like the current n w a women's world champion is signed with a e w so you're exactly right, Rob. It doesn't that these contracts and these things that we're conditioned to like look at as these huge things just because WWE has conditioned us to believe that these contracts are so exclusive and now they can't do anything. It's just not the case anywhere outside of WWE. So, we've got to we've we've been saying this for months and months and months, but we've got to like get that out of our head. We've got to start viewing wrestling differently than the way WWE has conditioned us to view it in the last 10 years.
2: Is, is James Lawrence in the chat tonight?
0: I haven't seen him. Um, um,
2: James Lawrence has been out there doing yeoman's work arguing that point. I, every time I see him out there out on Twitter, or something he's talking about. And you know, this is a guy who's very critical of AEW, okay? So this isn't like – he's not like the, the standard guy that you think is just going to nod and accept anything we say. Look at it, man. It's, it's not like we're just saying this because it's easy for us to say Nick Aldis, right before the shutdown, where was Nick Aldis regularly appearing? Where was he, guys? Anybody? Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Is Ring of Honor NWA? Don't they have a roster of their own? There you go. It does not matter. It is irrelevant. The The more that NWA talent can appear elsewhere, and the more that their talent can appear in the NWA, the better. That is how prize fight wrestling should be. That's, the na- that's and, how
1: and it should the- be. And the more that talent outside the NWA, like Serena Deed, like Hikaru Shida, the, the, the more that they pine after the Burke or another title in the NWA, the more validity it brings to the fact that it is a true world's championship. You know, it's not a promotional championship. It's, as you're saying, it's a meta title. It, it transcends contracts and it transcends promotions. And the more that this stuff happens, as, as much as we want to get – uh pissed off about it and, and get real territorial, no pun intended, that it, it, nice. it makes it it makes it bigger, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I think you put it best, Will, with like the term like I mean where you said WWE has this condition to think that this certain way of wrestling is how it's always been. And that's really not the case at all. Like it's it's more than not, it's been a broad spectrum of different promotions, just competing with each other, sharing talent, people moving from place to place. We can get back to something similar to that. Obviously, I mean, contracts are always going to be a big deal. And, uh, you know, different promotions are going to have a different uh, amount of visibility, I suppose. But you want it. I mean, as fans, we should demand it, honestly, at this point, that these promotions open up their doors. I mean, WWE is going to be the last place that does it, if ever. But Yeah. You want to see New Japan and AEW and NWA and ROH and MLW? Everybody just passing back and forth, one place to the other. Just anybody could show up anywhere at any time. We've seen
2: all of that. We've seen all of that as NWA fans with our brands here in the last, uh, uh, you know, in the last nine months. Heck, the Bearded Trio. We're going to see Nick Aldis face uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Who guess where Brian Pillman Jr. was just at? Freaking right. impact and doggone talking shop-a-mania. you know. Come on, now. I mean, and he's been on AEW. AEW. Look at, read the Hornbaker book. Read Brian Solomon's book, The Bible of the History of Pro Wrestling. You got it there, handy there, uh, uh, Will, so they can see what it looks like. I, yeah. I don't,
1: man. I'm, it's I'm right. It's called
2: it Pro Wrestling FAQ. Read that book. It's essential reading. But what that will teach you is that. What WWE has done is not the norm. It is the aberration. It's very, very new to a sport that dates back to the 1860s and 1870s. We have a championship that dates back at least to 1905, probably well before that, because in 1905, it wasn't like they just woke up one day and said, hey, you're the world. They were, they were acknowledging guys that were already decidedly, univer- not universally, but widely recognized as champions. The whole notion of, like, we're going to ignore the rest of the world and just do our own thing, that is a relatively new thing in the history of of wrestling. The WWE is still in its infancy. you got to remember that, okay? So, uh, you know, it, it's not that big a deal. It's not as big a deal as you think. It's a big deal for Thunder Rosa to go get a lot of money. She should. I'm just saying, Thunder, please don't sign with WWE. Please don't do that. oh yeah i
1: wanted her as a ref so i don't think (laughs) i'm gonna do that
0: well i don't know if you guys could see earlier i shared the screen for a minute there but uh on twitter thunder has uh issued a tweet that just says it's time to say goodbye so uh very ominous there Um, in that pot yeah so interesting it's going to be interesting to see what's next there um (laughs) I, I would be remiss if I did not uh, allow uh, this uh, message to get shown. Hold on, let me find it. Uh, Robert Bennett, thanks for joining us tonight. Only one reference of Hammerstone tonight. <laughs> Gosh, if we'd Robert. like to take a, if we'd like to take a minute to just uh, pay homage to uh, Alexander Hammerstone and everything he's done for us. Um, isn't, he
1: M- isn't he MLW there?
0: Yeah, but I mean we can't talk about it. It's meta meta will. Hammerstone, oh, the beef castle. Meta,
2: oh, meat. meta meat. He's meta meat.
0: He's meat, meat mountain. mountain. <laughs> meat mountain. <laughs> there he is. So we could uh this is this has been your moment of hammerstone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> perfect. That's perfect.
0: Hope you guys can appreciate that. Uh, Anything else we need to cover before we wrap this thing up? It's midnight, babies. Uh, Daddy got to work tomorrow, so uh, gotta dirty daddy.
2: Chris ain't working tomorrow. No, dirty daddy already
0: worked. He did his work. He's and for some reason he he's going to get like a couple of weeks off before his next match. You know, I don't know how long the other fellas get, but uh, you know, we'll see. Um. Anyway, uh, Rob, will anything you wanted to add to uh, to this show this evening
1: nope lots to talk about lots to wait and see I'll definitely have uh, my eyes on dynamite tomorrow night uh, because wherever the Burt goes so does my attention so uh, say what you want hate me if you want but I will be watching dynamite tomorrow night <laughs>
2: uh we love you guys man even you know I, I love I love getting here and d- debating and arguing the greatest sport you know you might think that for me baseball wrestling is the greatest sport wrestling is greater than baseball wrestling is greater than baseball and I love baseball guys and I love debating Woodland goblin and I love debating James Jackson and I love more than anything else besides the sweet sensual touch of the lovely Tanya Stenson I
0: thought I you love- were gonna say will Martin
2: I love the touch I love the touch. Of Will Martin and Gary Horn, man.
0: Oh uh, wow! Look at that. <laughs> Stepped on your punchline there, but uh. <laughs> I,
2: was, I was like, uh, but, uh, aside from the sweet touch of Tanya Stinson and Maybell. I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> I love what what was it? What
1: that? <laughs> Sorry, my headphone. I think it was short out. No, go ahead.
2: No, no. Uh, we love it, guys. Man, we had a great time tonight. I have not seen this show. I'm purely uh, just here for context tonight. Uh, we we're, we are in a uh, a big time internet outage up here in North Georgia. Somebody cut a freaking fiber off up here at the split twenty four seventy five, and I don't have internet, so I'm here in the parking lot of Walmart, just here because I love you guys. I love my boys. I love talking about wrestling, and uh, you know, hopefully my junk will be up tomorrow, man. <laughs> Shoot, because I need to see That's this. What show. she
0: said? Uh, <laughs> Rock says seventy nine. Play it dirty, saying Thunder Rosa's look mixed with Halloween Havoc. Uh oh, <laughs> we see her. We see her show up on WWE. That'll that'll be a bummer. They're uh, bringing back Halloween Havoc. So uh, oh, Front Road is asking, what happens to Thunder's upcoming advertised title defenses? I mean, stay tuned. She she had a she had plenty. Uh, so this is this. These are all the questions. Oh,
2: you know what I just thought? What? They have two vacancies in the tournament, in the mm. Mission Pro tournament.
0: That's true. Alex Garcia and uh, uh, Red Velvet are out. So that's interesting. It's an interesting. Santa row
2: to get into that tournament, and
0: <laughs> no front row. I don't know. I'm
2: just saying. I don't know. I don't Leave know. it to
0: our boy front row. Sensual touches with the bearded trio on After After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, guys, thank you so much for being here. And if you haven't already, if you're not subscribed, please hit subscribe. Tell your friends to hit subscribe. Tell your family to hit subscribe. Even if they don't watch just tell them to go hit subscribe so we can get up to like a 1,000 people so that we can start monetizing the channel. That'd be awesome. But no, but seriously, we do appreciate you and uh, hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. Next week on Primetime Live, Leo Rush debuts all three of the other first-round tournament matches. Heather Monroe... All stuff that keeps us coming back for more. So uh, we hope you guys will be here with us next Tuesday. We're also live on Sunday nights as well, so you guys can uh, join us for that. Uh, Rob, tell people where they can find you on the social medias. Man, I'm everywhere these
2: days, man. You might see me on freaking LinkedIn. You might see me on. <laughs> <laughs> you Sorry. might see me on uh, Farmers Only. You, <laughs> might see, you might see me. Heck, you might see me on TikTok once a week. You know, you I think got. I got one coming out tomorrow. I don't even need Will anymore for Tic Tac. I do need to log in, though. I do need to log in because I ain't got that. This is going to be on my poor channel with four followers. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm anywhere you can find me, you will find me at. This is Doctor Stenson.
0: William.
1: <laughs> <Who>? <laughs> Wilson, oh, no. I'm sorry, Wilson. Oh, oh, uh, hey, it's Will right here on everywhere except for TikTok where I'm heyitswill.com which is a great reminder to check out heyitswill.com which is my new website, my new business venture so go check it out. Dude, it'd be cool,
2: man. It'd be really cool if you started a Patreon Will for your new business.
1: That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Hey, you know what? I did, Rob, I did start a Patreon. You can find all that information at heyitswill.com
2: But most people are probably thinking well, I want to support Will but I don't have you know, most Patreon's are requiring like $70, $40, 50 even you know
0: nine hundred and seventy-two dollars. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you you know, on the how are they going to support you at that cost, bro?
1: Well, you can start at four ninety-nine. How about that? What Look at that
2: for four ninety-nine a month? They can support yeah. you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just once. That's that's
2: a doggone subway sandwich, man. Not even a full foot. That's a <laughs> that's a six-inch subway sandwich. <laughs>
0: Well, we do love our Will Martin, and uh, we are grateful for him. And uh, you guys should definitely go support his Patreon. I do also want to make sure we give a shout out, and the people who are already doing it in the chat. Thank you to Rock says seventy nine here in the chat. Glad I found you guys, as I'm just now getting into the NWA, so this is awesome to get caught up quicker. Rock says seventy nine. Thank you so much for being here, buddy. We appreciate you. Watch it. So yeah, make sure you hit that subscribe. Follow us on the Twitter and everywhere. And uh, yeah, folks, tell tell this gentleman. Uh, hopefully, drop drop it in the chat if you haven't already. Where your uh, Twitter, your Instagram, whatever, so uh, people can connect with you. Uh, the hashtag NWA fan is what we uh, call ourselves, and we are happy to have another member. So please be sure to uh, reach out to us. We'll we're we're here Tuesdays and Sundays always. So come hang out. I am um, Matt, this is Gary Horde. the show is at the, NW, the NWA pod, and uh, we look forward to hanging out with you guys some more, and uh, until next week, enjoy your gravy cake.